Jason here, another episode of Zion ID. Today's is titled Disinformation. Last week, former President Donald Trump had a surprisingly candid response when challenged over the tens of thousands of lies he told during his time in office. According to the author of a new tell-all book, quote, we asked him why, as president, he thought it was okay for him to continually tell the American people things that were not true, to lie again and again and again, Washington Post journalist Philip Rucker said. And he said to us, you know, there's a beautiful word, and it's called disinformation, Rucker said. What was Donald Trump referring to? Is there a difference between lying and simply spreading disinformation? Disinformation is defined as false or misleading information that is spread deliberately to deceive. This is a subset of misinformation. The English word disinformation is from the application of the Latin pretext dis to information, making the meaning reversal or removal of information. Disinformation has long been a tool used by many. Uh, For example, generals during times of war use disinformation to misdirect their opponent. Disinformation has long been a tool used by covert intelligence agencies. Uh, Such disinformation is glorified in countless movies showing the adventures of spies like James Bond or Ethan Hunt in Mission Impossible, or even Batman, Superman, who hide their true identity to save mankind. Each hero justifies any means necessary as long as there's a worthy end. Donald Trump has long used this tool of disinformation to benefit his business interests. Do anything, say anything, in order to be successful. Uh, Trying to sell apartments in Trump Tower, Go ahead and tell everyone that Princess Diana is a prospective buyer. You get the gist. And again, this is not just a Donald Trump problem. He merely has brought a light uh, to it. It has become systemic. This has spread into every nook and cranny of society. Um, Have you ever been part of of an embellished marketing campaign? then you've spread disinformation. Ever entered into a non-disclosure agreement to silence the truth and protect perpetrators, then you've worked to conceal the truth and spread disinformation. Ever watched CNN or Fox News and spread half-truth propaganda on social media? Yeah, the examples are many. Uh, Ever told a lie to make yourself look good? Um, There's a children's story Um, And it goes like this. One day, Anne-Marie went fishing with her grandpa. Anne-Marie had a good time, and she was especially happy when she caught a fish. When Anne-Marie got home, she went to see her friend Danny. He invited her inside and took her into the kitchen where he showed her a fish that he had caught. Danny's fish was much bigger than the fish Anne-Marie had caught. Anne-Marie was happy for Danny, but she also felt disappointed. Compared to Danny's fish, her fish was very small. She didn't want Danny to know how bad she felt, so she told him that she went fishing with her grandpa and caught a fish so big that she and her grandpa 
had to use a net to help pull it in. Anne-Marie told Danny that her fish was much bigger than his. Look, this simple children's story illustrates um, what a white lie is. And this simple children's story is used to teach children um, the the importance of honesty. Many different emotions work within us to muddy the waters of honesty. But at the end of the day, truth is truth. And anything more or less than the truth comes from the spirit of the evil one, who is the father of all lies. Um, you know, let's see. There's, there's so many gray areas in life, right? Like when you're dealing with a product warranty, and you need to jump through all of their hoops to get your money back, even if it's not entirely true. Um, It's easy to stretch the truth in things like job interviews, college applications, and on and on and on. It all qualifies as rationalized disinformation. We're just doing what Trump was doing, right? We're just doing what James Bond would do, right? Well, when you believe in and you have 100% passion in your end goal or purpose and you're willing to do anything to get there, even spread disinformation, it becomes a slippery slope. There's a New York Times article out called Disinformation for Hire. A shadow industry is quietly booming. Back alley firms meddle in elections and promote falsehoods on behalf of clients who can claim deniability, escalating our era of unreality. Uh, The Biden administration is using this word. They, in the last week, have said disinformation kills. Okay, what do they mean by this? Well, they're demanding that people stop spreading vaccine falsehoods. Um... But at the same time, the administration refuses to answer even the most basic questions regarding the origins of COVID and the efficacy of masks and the long-term efficacy of the mRNA vaccine experiment. So disinformation, I probably because of social media and because all of us are so connected, I think it could be argued that the spread of disinformation has never been more intense throughout the history of mankind than it is right now. Uh, Disinformation becomes very dangerous when people act on it. Uh, This is why so many are concerned by the Capitol riots that occurred on January 6th. Um, It was disturbing for many to see where you end up when following a lie. Um, disinformation is certainly, and the lack of trust is definitely the root cause of the mRNA vaccine hesitancy that's out there. Um, even people who are normally pro vaccine, um, they feel like they're not being told the whole truth by Fauci and by the health experts who have publicly admitted to spreading disinformation on a need to know basis. You know, um, can we trust the man who's behind this vaccine, Bill Gates, with his company BioNTech, which sold the vaccine to Pfizer? 
I mean, Bill Gates wears a sweater, right? He can be trusted. You can trust a guy in a sweater. But unfortunately, we've learned that when he takes the sweater off, he's hosting nude swim parties and hanging out with Jeffrey Epstein. Um, It's just such a strange world that we're living in. Um, You know, again, a little more on Bill Gates. We've talked about him in the past, but there's been moments where nobody looks more like Jesus than Bill Gates, right? With all the philanthropy work that he's doing around the world, trying to solve big problems like hunger. Is Bill Gates truly like Jesus? You know, can we trust this guy with our health and with an experimental vaccine that still hasn't been approved by the FDA? And then why are we getting so much pressure to put that into our bodies? How about the billionaires club that believes the only way to save the planet is to cut our population in half? I mean, you kind of go, yikes, man. These guys will use any means necessary to justify the end. Where does it cross the line? It's a slippery slope indeed. Disinformation on your way to a worthy end goal is very complicated. So I think you get the idea of um, just, you know, this current event that uh, disinformation is in the news. Donald Trump is talking about it. Um, Everybody is trying to digest it and figure out how on earth we can discern the truth um, when the airwaves are just flooded with falsehoods. So, um, you know, the last thing I'll say about that is I read a tweet yesterday and it said, the guy said, hey, just for fun, I switched back and forth between Fox News and CNN. It shocked me to see one America living in one world and the other America living in another. The collision of these two worlds will not end well. This is what happens when disinformation is used to counter disinformation from the other side. Everyone loses in the end. What do we do about it? Well, before you feel too bad about yourself, before you feel too guilty or too depressed about the sins that you have experienced and undertaken in this Babylonian system of disinformation, just understand that it is part of the human experience. Um, The scriptures provide examples. They provide us with light and knowledge. Um, In fact, let's go back in time And let's pretend like we're sitting next to Peter by the fire pit. It's a good image. It's a good image, isn't it? Uh, Peter sitting next to a fire. That's somewhere where we've all been. Well, in the book of Mark, chapter 14, verses 53 to 72, let's join Peter next to the fire as Jesus is brought before the Sanhedrin. Uh, Let's pick it up here in verse 53. And they led Jesus away to the high priest. And with him were assembled all the chief priests and the elders and the scribes. And Peter followed him afar off, even into the palace of the high priest. And he sat with the servants and warmed himself at the fire. And the chief priests and all the council sought for witness against Jesus to put him to death. But they found none, 
many were bearing false witness against him, but their witness agreed not together. And there arose certain and bear false witness against him, saying, We heard him say, I will destroy this temple that is made with hands, and within three days I will build another made without hands. But neither so did their witness agree together. And the high priest stood up in the midst and asked Jesus, saying, Answerest thou nothing? What is it which these witness against thee? And he held his peace and answered nothing. Again the high priest asked him and said unto him, Art thou the Christ, the Son of the Blessed? And Jesus said, he did answer this time, I am. And ye shall see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of power and coming in the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest rent his clothes and saith, What need we any further witness? Ye have heard the blasphemy. What think ye? And they all condemned him to be guilty of death. This high priest did whatever it took to get a guilty verdict against Jesus. Verse 65 says, And some began to spit on him, and to cover his face, and to buffet him, and to say unto him, Prophesy! And the servants did strike him with the palms of their hands. Well, as all of this was happening, let's turn back to Peter. Peter found himself in a very difficult spot uh, once the Sanhedrin had convicted Jesus. It says, And as Peter was beneath in the palace, there cometh one of the maids of the high priest. And when she saw Peter warming himself, she looked upon him and said, And thou also wast with Jesus of Nazareth. But he denied, saying, I know not, neither understand I what thou sayest. And he went out onto the porch, and the cock crew. And a maid saw him again, and began to say to them that stood by, This is one of them. And he denied it again. And after a little, and a little after, they that stood by said again to Peter, Surely thou art one of them, for thou art a Galilean, and thy speech agreeeth thereto. But he began to curse and to swear, saying, I know not this man of whom ye speak. And the second time the cock crew. And Peter called to mind the word that Jesus said unto him, Before the cock crow twice, thou shalt deny me thrice. And when he thought thereon, he wept. So let's summarize this story. Disinformation is not new. Disinformation was used against Jesus to take him to trial and to take his life through crucifixion. Disinformation was uttered and used by Peter to save his life, even as Jesus' life was being taken. What a contrast. You have two stalwarts, right? You have Jesus and Peter. Jesus didn't lie about who he was. Peter did. 
and he wept because of it. Thankfully for each of us, this was not the end for Peter. He was able to move on, like all of us can move on from a difficult circumstance of disinformation. Peter later became president of Jesus' church, who condemned the lies of Ananias and Sapphira, as recorded in Acts chapter 5. Marvin J. Ashton says, It is a tragedy to be the victim of lies, being trapped in the snares of dishonesty and misrepresentation. Well, in a way, Peter was a victim of lies. It was disinformation that brought Peter and Jesus before the Sanhedrin in the first place. Peter was forced into a very difficult spot. Tell the truth about who you are and be condemned to death or spread some disinformation and live. Maybe this story is written into the scriptures the way it is to show the difference, first of all, between Jesus and Peter and between, frankly, Jesus and all of us, but also to show that Peter's sin was not a death knell. Perhaps the extreme circumstances of corrupt leadership and unrighteous dominion and disinformation on a grand scale played a part in the pardoning of Peter. There can be forgiveness and redemption when we weep because of our sins. Marvin J. Ashton continues, In today's world, where deceitfulness is so widely practiced in advertising, promoting, and marketing, a worthy prayer could well be, Help me, O Lord, to be free not only of personal deceit, but grant me also the wisdom to avoid those who would damage me or mine through devious means. A potent statement from Isaiah sheds light on one reason. Yea, they are greedy dogs, which can never have enough, and they are shepherds that cannot understand. They all look to their own way, every one for his gain from his quarter. That was Isaiah 56, 11. Greed can make a person both dishonest and gullible. Such are spoken of in Doctrine and Covenants 68, 31, and 32. Their eyes are full of greediness. These things ought not to be and must be done away from among them. So that's very clear that disinformation cannot continue. And in all of its forms, it must be done away from among them. We must follow the example of Jesus. Um, The scriptures teach that Satan is the father of lies. His method of teaching this evil practice is illustrated in the 10th section of the Doctrine and Covenants, where it says, Yea, he, meaning Satan, saith unto them, Deceive and lie. Behold, this is no harm. And thus he telleth them that it is no sin to lie. And thus he causeth them to catch themselves in their own snare. Proverbs 19.22 says, A poor man is better than a liar. We truly can fix this problem. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 25 
Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. The good news is we can repent. DNC 42.21 Thou shalt not lie. He that lieth and will not repent shall be cast out. There is so much to fix. Our world, um, in which disinformation fills the airwaves, is corrupt and unsustainable. So many are victims of it. How do you handle it? Handle it like Peter. If you do tell a lie, don't become a liar. If you are caught up in a corrupt environment, do not remain in it. Do your best, like Peter did, to build something better. What did Peter help to build after he denied the Christ? Well, he escaped the evil portion of Jerusalem, and he went about to build Zion. In Acts chapter 4, verse 32, it says, And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul. Neither said any of them that aught of the things which he possessed was his own, but they had all things common. And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Neither was there any among them that lacked. In God's kingdom... The end does matter, okay? Our destination of eternal life definitely does matter, but so does the means. The way that we live our journey matters just as much as the final destination.